Well, how's it going, everybody? Woo! All right. So those of you uh, who I haven't had a chance to meet, which I think is the majority of you, my name's Robert. Super excited to be with you guys this weekend. Uh, I'm from Phoenix. Anybody from Arizona? Anybody heard of the state of Arizona? We're neighbors. Okay. Yeah. You guys have heard? Okay, good. California education doing its job. Glad to, glad to know that you guys have heard of Arizona. From Phoenix. And so just so you know, I'm struggling just a little bit with the cold. Uh, how many of you, like the snow, this is regular, you're used to being in the snow, you're used to the cold? Just show, show of hands if that's you. How many of you are struggling right alongside with me with it's like, it's a little bit too cold? Okay, okay. Just trying to figure out who's all in the room. A little bit about me. Uh, I'm married. My wife's name is Lindsay and we have three kids. I think I have a picture of our family right here. So this is, uh, this is what our family looks like. That's my wife with the the hat, and uh, on the, your right side there, that's Gabriel. He's 14, he's in eighth grade, and he's here at the camp with us. So you'll see Gabriel running around. Uh, Corbin is my son who is, I think he's 11. It changes every year and it's hard to keep track of it, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's 11. No, he's not. He's 12. Okay, Emma, who's in the middle, she is 11. She just turned 11 yesterday. So those, are, uh, so those are our three kids. My wife and I, we met on a trip to Africa when we were in college. And we went on this trip to Africa, and we didn't really know each other, but we got seated next to each other on the airplane. And back then, they didn't have, like, the monitor that you could watch movies and stuff on. And so you, it was crazy. Back then, you had to do this thing um, called socializing. And so you just, like, talk to the person who is next to you, and so we got to, to talking and got to know her a little bit, and we were in Africa for a couple weeks, and I'm like, wow, I really like this girl. And then we were flying home, and again, she's like, just met me, doesn't really know me very well. Uh, I use this line, I'm about to share it with you guys. But before I share this line with you guys, I, I need to make a couple things really clear. One, all the guys, all the guys look at me right now. Don't use this line. <laughs> Two reasons. Reason number one, it's a terrible line. Reason number two, that's a good point. Reason number two, it's my line, get your own line, okay? So we're on the airplane and we're flying home and we're, we're jet lagged, which is when like you're changing time zones and you, you're like tired and kind of confused and all that. And as we're talking on this airplane, I look at her and I say, hey, Lindsay, I have the answer to all of your problems. It gets worse. Hang on. Hang on. It gets worse. Said, I have the answer to all of your problems. And she's like, what? And I said, you and I just need to fall madly in love with each other. <laughs> hang on. No, don't. Please do not applaud that. That does not deserve your applause. Okay, but listen, listen. Here's what. It's not that good of a line, guys. So here's what she said in response. Ready? So I... So, I'm, I mean, that's a vulnerable moment, right? Like, I'm like, okay, I got the answer. I, I think we just need to fall in love. And here's what she said. She goes, dead silent. <laughs> Says nothing. So I did in that moment with what any of us guys would have done in that moment, and I did, I did the classic. I went, ah, just kidding. <laughs> but here's the deal. 
We did. And now the three kids that you saw in that picture, they exist. And so I believe that, that God can do miracles because it ended up working out. But that's my family. That's a little bit about me. Here's, here's what we're going to be doing this weekend. We're going to be looking at this story of Jonah. By the way, can we give it up to the Hume staff for that production that they've... Yes. I love watching that, and you guys are going to see that unfold throughout the weekend, and it's a creative telling of the story that is in your Bible. Now, the Bible's divided into two parts, so you have the Old Testament, and you have the New Testament, and the dividing line between these two parts of your Bible is the person of Jesus. And so in the Old Testament, this is before Jesus shows up on this earth, humanly speaking. He's always existed. We'll talk more about that as the weekend goes on, but Jesus is the dividing line. The Old Testament is looking forward to a promised rescuer, a promised savior, because we all are separated from a holy God because of our sin. And so God prepares for us to be able to, to be restored in our relationship. The Old Testament looks forward to a coming rescuer, a coming savior. We use the term in Hebrew, Messiah. In Greek, it's Christ, meaning anointed one. And so the Old Testament looks forward, and then the New Testament looks back and says, okay, so if the Old Testament says a Savior is coming, the New Testament says a Savior has come. His name is Jesus, and here's his story, and here's what he's done for humanity. So the Bible is broken into these two parts. We're going to be looking at a passage in the Old Testament looking forward to a coming Savior, and it's the story of Jonah, and this is an actual account that happened, and if you're like, wow, this seems crazy and there's, you're going to hear some stuff and see some stuff. Uh, this actually happened and I believe that because Jesus said it happened. And if Jesus says something happened, it happened. And so we're going to look at this story of Jonah looking forward to a coming savior, coming Messiah. But I'm going to tell you what Jonah is all about. It's kind of like spoiler alert. You guys ever get spoilers? Okay. I'm going to give you the spoiler. Here it is. The book of Jonah is about this. It's about a God who's compassionate. It's about a God who loves you no matter who you are. No matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you, God loves you. That's the story of Jonah. And God is gracious and God is compassionate even towards those who run from him. Which again, well, bottom line spoiler, that's all of us. All of us have run from God in some way, in some fashion, and, and all of us are runners, yet God loves even runners like Jonah. Jonah, as you guys saw in this first act, we're going to be looking at kind of how his story begins. If you guys have a Bible, you can open it up to Jonah chapter 1, and if you're like, where's Jonah? If you open up your Bible towards the front, there's a thing called the table of contents. Look in that Old Testament section. It's going to be towards the end of the Old Testament. You're going to find that name Jonah and open it up to Jonah. I'm going to be reading. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. I'm going to be reading through this passage as the weekend goes on. But in Jonah chapter 1, starting in verse 1, and by the way, as we go into the story, if you guys, how many of you have seen the, the cartoon Pinocchio? Just raise a hand. Okay. If you're like, hey, Jonah stole some things from Pinocchio. No, he didn't. This was written thousands of years before Pinocchio. But there's gonna, you're going to see some things and be like, oh, that's where they got that from. Okay. Jonah chapter 1, starting in verse 1. It says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. Now, Nineveh was the largest city in the world at the time. It's the capital 
city of Assyria, which is this empire that was massive. If, how many of you have ever heard of the Assyrian Empire in history? You guys have learned this in school? Okay, Nineveh is the capital, and the Assyrians, they were like notoriously mean. And the people of Israel had been invaded, and they had all kinds of persecution happen by the Assyrians. And so Jonah, who's an Israelite, he's not a huge fan of Assyria, definitely not a huge fan of Nineveh. They were enemies. And God says, I want you, Jonah, to go to Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah doesn't really feel like going to Nineveh. That's what we just saw in that production. He says, you know what? Instead of going to the backyard to talk to the backyard gnomes, I'm just going to go to the front, front yard. And so Jonah does this, verse 3, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Everybody say Tarshish. That's a hard word to say. Okay. So he headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for, everybody say Tarshish, to flee from the Lord. Now Tarshish was as far as you could possibly go to the west. Nineveh was due east. And so Jonah, when God says, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh, he literally says, nah, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to go the exact opposite direction as far as I can possibly go. Now, anytime we run from God's design or anytime we run from God's direction, the word for this is called sin. And listen, all of us have run from God's design. We've run from God's direction. I'm going to prove it to you right now. Uh, the Bible teaches one of the direction God's, God gives us is that, that we're not to tell lies. Now, how many of you here have ever told a lie? Just raise your hand right now. Wow. Okay, keep it up. Keep it up for a second. Just look around and look at all the sinners in the room right now. Okay. And now if you're like, no, I've never told a lie. I'm not raising my hand. You're lying right now at church camp. You're, you're like the biggest of the sinners. Okay, so all of us, we just said, yep. Yep, all of, us, all of us have lied, which means all of us have run from God's design and God's direction. But here's the beautiful thing. Even if you've run from God, which all of us have, God still loves you. But God hates Sin, and here's why he hates sin, because sin separates. I need a, I need a volunteer. Uh, he's like, no, don't make eye contact. Uh, right, right here in the beanie, right here in the beanie. Come up here, come up here. What's your name? What's your name? Levi. Levi, come on up here. Everybody say hi, Levi. All right, Levi, what church are you from? Atmosphere. Atmosphere. We got somebody from Atmosphere? Okay. Levi, come stand over here. Watch your step. Okay. Levi, you're really tall. What grade are you in? Eighth, Eighth grade. Wow. What do, what do you eat? Like, it's massive. Okay. Um, so Levi and I, we're, we're hanging out. I'm talking about, you know, what do you eat? And he's, he's informing me. Uh, cool beanie, by the way. I like the hair. That's, that's really cool. All right. So Levi and I, were friends. You guys just saw that, that take place. Okay. So the Bible teaches that our sin, when we run from God's design and, and God's direction, sin separates. And, and the word that, that the Bible uses to describe separation is death. So Levi and I were hanging out here, and, and say all of a sudden there's like a storm cloud and a lightning bolt, boom, hits Levi, and, and Levi dies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And I'm like, hey, Levi, hey, Levi. 
Hey, Levi. No, you did. Hey, Levi. Okay, so a second ago, Levi and I were hanging out, we're talking, we're having conversations. He's telling me what he eats and how he got so tall. I, I told him I liked his beanie, his hair's cool. But now, what, what happened when death entered in? Death separated us, right? So we were together, we were hanging out, but now death separated us. The Bible teaches that the wages of sin, what we earn for our sin, which is anytime we run from God, what we earn for our sin is death, separation from him, which is why God hates sin. Because God loves you. God hates sin because God loves you. Now, if death separates, now say I have one of those, uh, those zappy things. Thank you, defibrillator. Gold star, A+. plus. Okay, I refer to it as a zappy thing. So I hit him with one of those zappy things. <laughs> Levi, you're back, man. All right. Hey, guys, Levi, give it up. He's, he's back. Okay. You feeling all right? You were, you were gone for like a few minutes. I was just talking like nothing had happened. But here you are. Okay, so... If death separated us, what does life do? Brings us back together. Levi, you are so smart. dude. Okay, so here, here's what I want to do. I need, um, yeah, you, you're right here. Come on up here. You have a really important job. And uh, somebody with really good penmanship. Yeah, right there with your hand up. Come on up here. What's your name? Anthony. Everybody say hi, Anthony. What's your name? Michaela, everybody say hi, Michaela. All right, Anthony, here's what I need you to do. You're going to hold this. You're doing great. Perfect, perfect. Right there. And uh, Michaela, what? There you go. Okay, so Michaela, here's what I want you to do. Levi, you're going to help me out too. I want you to write the word wisdom. I know how to spell it. You know how to spell it? Okay, good. All right, wisdom. And then I also want you to write the word truth next to it. And then Levi is going to help demonstrate something. So the, I'm going to share this verse with you. This is Proverbs 2.6. says, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So Levi, I want you right now, you're going to be Jonah. And in that, you're going to be all of us. I want you to show us your best slow motion running. And I want you to run towards the front yard. Slow motion running. Show us a little slower. Little, oh, no, a little slower. Okay, so freeze right there, Levi. Okay, so the Bible teaches that, that from God come wisdom and truth. Beautiful penmanship, by the way. Really good job. Okay, God is the source of wisdom and truth. So when Levi is running from God, what is he running from? Wisdom and truth. You guys are so smart. All right, Michaela, would you write the word love on this board and write it real big, like real big, all caps. Like you're yelling. Okay, here we go. First John 4, 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Levi, show us your slow motion run. When Levi is running from God, what is he running from? Wisdom, truth, and love. Hey, good job on the all caps. Looking good. Okay. Um, to run from God. Okay, freeze. To run from God means we are running from love. Third thing I want you to write on there. Can you write the word blessing? Okay, you got that one? Two S's. Did you say four? Man, keep trying. Okay, blessing. James 1, 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So when we run from God, 
They're this way. You got you to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when we run from God, when Levi's running from God, he's actually running from blessing. Do you guys realize that Jesus came so that you and I might experience life to the fullest? Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly, have it to the fullest. When we run from God, we're actually running from his blessing. And number four, fourth thing, write the word purpose. Purpose. P-U-R. I got your back. P-U-R. P-O-S-E. Purpose. All right, Levi, are you still slow motion running? Yeah, keep slow motion running, but don't fall off the stage. Okay. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's handiwork. Yes, you're making me nervous. Okay, stop right there. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You, the Bible teaches, you are a work of art. You are God's masterpiece. And you were created on purpose, with purpose. And when you and I choose to run from God, just like Levi's running, but stay frozen because again, I don't want you to run into the wall. So as we run from God, we're actually running from our purpose in life, what we were created for. You and I were created to be with God. It's why you exist. It's why you were made. All right, would you guys give these guys a hand? You guys did awesome. Hey, are your arms tired? Are your arms a little tired? This thing's kind of heavy. Thank you so much. Give it up for them one more time. You guys did awesome. To run from God is to run from all of those things. The reason why God hates sin is because he loves you. Jonah was supposed to be a representative of God. He was supposed to hear whatever God was teaching him and to share it with those around him. Yet even Jonah runs from God. And listen, the story could have ended right there at verse 3. And God could have said, I'm done. And the story would be over and it'd be more like a pamphlet. It wouldn't actually be like a book of the Bible. It could have just ended right there. Yet God is going to go to great lengths. Not to pay Jonah back, but to bring Jonah back. And I believe this weekend, God wants to go to great lengths, not to pay you back, but to bring you back. Because he loves you. That's the story of Jonah. And God doesn't just love Jonah, he loves the Ninevites, he loves a bunch of people who are on this ship. We're going to learn that story here in just a moment. And he goes to great lengths, not to pay people back, but to bring people back because he loves us and because he hates sin. And so God provides a way to bring back runners. Verse four, then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. So Jonah's on this boat headed towards Tarshish. Everybody say Tarshish. Tarshish. The Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid and each cried out to his own little G God, meaning they had made up their own little G gods, not, not the one true God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship, but Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots, which kind of like a roll of the dice to find out who's responsible for this calamity. They drew straws, essentially. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What kind of work do you do? 
what's your job, Jonah? And Jonah's a prophet, meaning God speaks to him and he speaks to, to people on God's behalf. What work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord. The God, capital G God, the one true God, the God of heaven, listen to this, who made the sea and the dry land. And they heard this and they went, oh no. You're telling me, Jonah, you are running from the God who created the ocean that we are in right now with this giant storm and we're all about to die. This terrified them and they asked, what have you done? Valid question. They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. Story of Jonah. As God sends this storm and as everybody's terrified, God's not paying them back. God is, is going to bring Jonah back. And in that, he's going to bring these sailors. He's going to bring eventually the city of Nineveh back into relationship with him back into what we were created for, back into God's wisdom and truth, back into the blessing God has created us to experience life to the fullest, back to experiencing love no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you, back to our purpose, what we were created for. God hates sin because he loves you. And this weekend, we're going to learn about how this God has made a way so that you and I might experience his love, his mercy, his grace. So that you and I might experience life to the fullest. That's what this weekend, we're going to unpack that. And the, if you guys have a Bible, I encourage you, you guys can read through the book of Jonah. It's actually really short. Uh, it's, it's one of the shorter books of the Bible. And it ends with a question. It doesn't end with an answer. It ends with a question. And it's a question that's meant for us to ponder as well. And it's a question about don't. People deserve God's love. Do people actually, like, like at the end of this, God's going to say to Jonah, like, okay, you're so worried about all these other things. You're so worried about judgment, and you're so worried about just bringing wrath. But, but don't, like, if God's offering love, shouldn't people be able to receive that? And here's the, here's the reality. You and I don't actually deserve it. But God offers it because of his love for you, because of his grace. That when you and I were separated from God because of our sin, when you and I turned our backs on God and we ran far away, God pursued you, God pursued me in and through the person of Jesus. And he's inviting us back into relationship with him. The story, we're going to stop right here. We're going to pick it up tomorrow. But again, I'm going to give you the spoiler. Listen, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you no matter who you are. He loves you. Even though you and I were all runners, God loves runners. He loves you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you. And we're going to learn of that love this week. And would you pray with me, Father, for each one of us here. God, I, I pray that whatever's going on in our lives, whatever's been going on leading up to this weekend of camp, Whatever things that, that we brought into this room with us, God, would you help us as we gather together each time we sit in this chapel? Not to think about all the things going on outside of these walls, but God, to, to hear from you. I pray, God, you would speak to us through the story of Jonah, through the account of his life, his journey. And God, may all of us learn 
of the love that you have for each one of us. May we receive it. May we experience it this weekend here at Hume. God, thanks that you love us enough to pursue us. God, thanks that you love us enough, that you love Jonah enough, not just to leave him off on his own, but God, to go to great lengths to bring him back. And God, I pray that you would draw all of us back to you this weekend. In Jesus' name, amen.